the sounds of your canning lids popping. Hi, I'm Nikki Skews. Welcome to this short episode of 54 Degrees North, digging deeper into food security, where we talk food preservation, drying, canning, freezing, pickling, or making jams, how to store food while protecting it from spoilage. Food growing is just one aspect. There's the harvesting and the processing and the the Bernardin canning and preserving guide is pretty decent uh, when it comes to canning and preserving. And that has been really, really helpful. In the last few years, I've really got into sausage making and having a pantry, a, like a cold room and a root cellar is really, really key to being more food secure. Um, yeah. I've definitely made some areas. Like I know that, um, I don't have a cellar, a cold cellar. Uh, I do have a pantry and it's at a, a lower temperature, but I've done it where I've put carrots in sand in a bucket to preserve some of those, but I get stingy. Like I'll be like, cause I can still get some local carrots up until November from farmers around. So I'll just like, I'll hoard my stuff. And then they're like disgusting by the time of January because they're like not in a cellar. So I've gotten better at being like just, eat your own stuff first. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah. There, I don't know how many times I've been like a freaking dragon guarding her gold. Yeah. Just like stay out of the pantry. And then like March rolls around. I'm like, eat everything <laughs> out of the pantry. God damn it. I need more jars. I need <laughs> yeah. Canning meat is such an amazing, simple way to preserve meat. So we're trying to rely less on freezers. So I've really gotten into canning and dehydrating and sausaging as a way to try to make food last longer without relying so much on my freezers. And canning meat is super tasty. And you just, you know, even if you have leftover roast, just throw it in a jar and and can it. And when you want to make gravy or soups or stews, your meat's already like super tender. You just open the jar, throw it in. You don't have to boil your stuff for days because the canning process tenderizes the meat. Mountain goat's my favorite game, my favorite flavor of game. It's not my favorite game to eat because it's the meat is so tough. But if you can it, it's this beautiful melt in your mouth. Anyway. I think you have a pretty impressive pantry over here, Shannon. Oh, thanks. And do you guys have a, um, once you've harvested... I mean, especially with potatoes being one of the bigger crops that you guys have planted over generations, do you have a cold storage or a good way of storing your potatoes? My oldest daughter has a a pretty good root cellar and Jennifer's, Jennifer's husband has a root cellar at, at their place as well. So this year, there'll be more storing space. I do a lot of canning as well as dehydrating. Okay, like what? Like making sort of to make teas or just have like dehydrated? I dehydrate carrots and rutabagas, onions, and I put them in a bucket as a soup mix. Oh, great. Very light and easy to manage. Take it out on the territory, no weight to it. And you can make some pretty awesome soup with it. I also dehydrate potatoes. Hmm. Just bring them to a bowl of boil, 
just kind of to blanch the outside, and then I slice them real thin, and I put them on a screen and dehydrate them over my wood heater. And then you add that to the soup mix, or you add it to stews or whatever. Yes, and you can also use it to make um, scalp potatoes. I um, help assist with the language at the at the language nest. And I bring a lot of dried apples there and the kids just love them. So tasty when they're made in the backyard. <laughs> yes, is her applesauce. She makes a killer applesauce too and apple juice. <laughs> nice. And what, so what are you going to do with the soap berries that you get today? I simmer it down and I turn it in almost a jam consistency. And then I put them in jars and process them. And then when, when it's time at a gathering, we usually take a jar and open it and we whip up soap berries. So we'll pick the green ones today. In about three weeks, we'll be picking the red ones. Okay, and then what would you do with those ones? What would you do differently? We do exactly the same thing. The green ones are our people eat a lot of green ones, mostly for things like arthritis. Okay. And the red ones are higher in iron. Huh. So it's not only a treat, it's also got its medicinal uses as well. Often we'll freeze things whole. So I grow a lot of tomatoes and I just freeze them whole in Ziploc bags and don't do anything else to them. And then I use them in sauces and, uh, and cooking that way. So yeah, you taught me that. It's lazy. Really <laughs> so lazy. It's the laziest thing ever. Um, if you have space in your freezer, that's a great way to go. I have done a lot of drying in the past. Um, I make applesauce and then turn that into fruit leather, which is a super nice treat. Um, or just make applesauce and throw it in the freezer or can it. All of those options are, are possible. Um, having good storage for root vegetables is a really nice thing. I don't have great storage for that, but um, you can keep carrots and potatoes you know, for a relatively long time if you have um, storage that's cool and dry. I would love to see our region get more into frozen vegetables too. Mm. And I think why is that? Because they are nutritious and affordable. Right. It's kind of an easy way really to preserve vegetables too. Mm -hmm. Like canning is so intense. (laughs) (laughs) And not everybody has root cellars yet. So, you know, that's what I've been advocating for is root cellars for sure. And I've also been teaching people how to can properly, but I think frozen um, is probably more realistic for, you know, the busy lives that people have. You know, we have parents working full time with children who have lots of extracurricular activities. So, you know, frozen foods can be very helpful. During this COVID-19 crisis, we become more aware of food insecurities in the Northwest. Gathering, gardening, and supporting local farmers is key in summer months, with a need to put food away to help get through the winter. 
Whether you prefer freezing or canning or dehydrating or cold storage, there are lots of how-to resources out there to enjoy local foods all year. My family's still loving frozen huckleberries, dried morels, and pickled green beans from last year. Thanks so much for listening to this episode of 54 Degrees North, digging deeper into food security. It was recorded on unceded Wet'suwet'en territory during May and June 2020. Thanks to Gwinnett, Shannon McPhail, Emily Balmer, and Laurie Gallant for the interviews and insights. This podcast was produced by myself, Nikki Skews, with production and editing assistance by Pam Hassan. Thanks to Saltwater Hank for the music and Facundo Gastiozoro for the artwork. Thanks to the Rapid Response Fund for Changemakers at Makeway for making this possible. You can download other episodes of 54 Degrees North on iTunes, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. Or listen to it on CICK, Smithers Community Radio. 